On today's episode of The Good, The Bad, and The Watchable, we do a review of Halloween Kills. Well, I say we, but I didn't actually watch it. Those two watched it. Check it out. It's on Peacock Premium if you can't get out to theaters. Also, we talk about No Time to Die. Remember that movie? The James Bond movie that we waited like a billion years for? Yeah, that came out in theaters. We also talk about the news. Talk about Timothy Chalamet, of course, stud. We also talk about Brendan Fraser, another stud. All that coming up on today's episode. Michael Myers is flesh and blood. But a man couldn't have survived that fire. The more he kills, the more he transcends. Go home now! He's the essence of evil. Shaken, not stirred. It's the good, the bad, the watchable. The lazy. <laughs> the Gotham half in it. <laughs> picking a line from James Bond. Uh, that was Nick Boyle. Uh, also Mark DeSisto, uh, who I'm going to attach a co-writing credit to that one. I'm Nick Rojas. Uh, fellas, how are we doing? It's been a while since we've done an episode. About three weeks. How are we doing? Dude, I have been watching. I feel like I've been watching movies like crazy, but I also feel like I haven't. I don't know why. It's just, it's, it's like, really I feel like because I've been spoiled. in the same area of movies, I think that's why. Like, it feels like I did the two big ones we had to get to. Yep. But then I did like a series and I was able to sneak in a wild card. So it's kind of like, um, I don't feel as accomplished as I usually do, but I did work hard for this. I did. And I was very close to sneaking in one last movie, but I fell 30 minutes short. So couldn't do it. I think Rojas actually said the exact same thing. Now, unlike you guys, you posers, I finished the movies I watched. And (laughs) I got some good ones in, especially uh, for spooky season. I'm all over the map. We've got good. We've got bad. And folks, we've got some watchables. Oh, wow. I'm ready to rock tonight. On On this (laughs) very show. Dude, here's something else, Wild Mark. I don't know if you've heard, but I ran into this really handsome guy at a pumpkin patch over the weekend and his name is nick rojas he's also one of our co-hosts oh my god no way yeah we went yeah. to the same pumpkin patch and actually boiled you can tell him i actually had a uh thing a strap to my uh chest and so it was, it was so i could watch a movie while i was at the pumpkin patch the entire time it was incredible he knew, he knew he had to get some films in, so he said, I got to stay with the family, but I got to be committed to the pod. I actually love that move. By yeah. man, Nick. I mean, that's just incredible. I bumped into everything. Uh, <laughs> several several cars had to swerve to avoid hitting me as I walked into the road. I mean, I Shark got... Tank didn't like it the first time you pitched it. Let's just say that. Yes, that's right. They were out immediately, but I was in the zone for movies. No, I, I was uh, deeply bummed. I couldn't finish uh, the movie that I was talking to Mark, uh, talking to with, ah, talking about with Mark before the show uninvited. I'm 38 minutes short on that. So I'll get around to it eventually in 1988 movie, but let's get into some more recent stuff, stuff that came out actually this past week. And it starts with our guy, Timothy Chalamet, who's crushing it right now. Crushing Big double header for our guy. He's he was in French everything. Dispatch and Dune. They both came out this weekend. He's number one at the box office. Mary Parent of Legend, their studio. Uh, she said he's a legitimate movie star. He's got that intangible thing that doesn't come along very often. Let's embrace debate here, guys. 
Is he the number one movie star under the age of 30 right now? Boy, let's start with you. 100%. Yep. 100%. Um, I, 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 wow. I really I think about that. I'm going to tell you something. He started off in Oscar movies every single year. He has continued that. And it has been recorded, as you just said, that he's just miraculous on set. Like he just, he's just a true good actor. I mean, he just knows how to do the drama. He knows how to have the comedy. If you watched his SNL, it was honestly kind of funny. He just, he's just like a, he's still a kid. He's still, he's just very likable. So, okay. Sorry. How's that? There's something about holding a mic that is just like so yeah. rewarding. I don't know. So, you sounded like, but you sounded like, like, uh, uh, like robotic a little bit. You sounded like that Dane Cook, uh, Whopper, Whopper <laughs> <laughs> from like 2005. No, you're good. I, I'm leaving all of this in, by the way. I love that. <laughs> um, I think, uh, the Chalamet kid, is good, not great. Um, is that the question, though? I don't think that's I'm, the question. What I'm saying, you're saying is he the number one like movie star? That's not who comes to mind. I'm just like Under this guy, 30. he just always shows up. Like he's always there. Under but, thirty, though. Yeah, under thirty. Um, Tom Holland would like a word. Okay, um, name me Tom. No, name me a Tom Holland movie that was exciting that wasn't him in a spidey suit. Exactly, I would agree. There's with People Ross. would argue some of those other stupid movies that I didn't really enjoy, but I don't know. It didn't, doesn't come to mind to it me. Doesn't, I mean, and you could argue right back to me, like, "Hey, Timothy Chalamet is in a giant IP science fiction movie based on a big book." But I will say this: He was in Little Women. He's in this movie. He's in. He Call was, was it the the King or something? What movie was that? It's on uh, my watch list. Yeah, yeah. I haven't the, watched the it Netflix yet, movie. but it, everyone loves it, and I haven't seen it yet, but. It, I think it's the king or something. He's a draw. He's going to be the next Willy Wonka. Like, dude, he, I, I was so realized that's kind of where my mind started going with that question originally was how much money this kid's going to make by the time he's like, <laughs> if he just continues and like just keeps pushing out these amazing movies every year, I mean, what else do you do? I mean, right. It's almost watching Leonardo DiCaprio just like actually winning stuff Ooh. every year. Mm. You know, in his early ages, like Titanic and all those big hits that people say, "Oh, what's you, eating you know, Gilbert Grape." What's he, uh, Gilbert Grape was literally coming out of my word, my mouth, uh, Mark. Right out of your word, <laughs> out, out of my word hole, <laughs> out of my word hole. Um, and yeah, I just feel like he's got that. It's almost like if we were watching Leo actually win everything that he should have, sort of a thing or whatever. So um, that's how I see him. I think he's going to be a big hit for a long time. What about you, Nick? What do you think? I think so. It's like one of those things where he has that kind of like magnetic draw that people are so fascinated by everything he does and so excited by him that it's in a way that so few people in Hollywood can really like can really say that they have. Like people want to see stuff that he's in. People want to like see what he's up to. And he's just like, meh, you know, he's like unassuming, nonchalant. And I think that's what make pe makes people love him more. Like if Timothy Chalamet's in something, I think for like the last like three years, like I've been like, okay, all right, like what, what do we got going on here? And uh, I think the guy's a star. Like he makes people want to see him and it helps that he's a pretty good actor. You know, he's still got a ways to go. Yeah, Remember seeing him in Lady um, Bird? Expand off that point. 
um, Nick, he, he's got pretty good range. Like, um, what was it? Um, Ladybird, mm-hmm. right? He's in that, and he plays a pretty good douchebag. Yeah. Yeah. Right? Like, he's unlikable. Well, his character sucks, but you right. still can separate that from the actor and be like, well, this guy's doing a really good job yeah. being unlikable. Yep. Yeah, he's got the range, like you said, because he does that. And then he's also King Ar- like King Arthur or whatever he was. Like King, I don't, I don't think it was King Arthur, actually. Strike I have no idea. We, maybe was, we should watch the movie before we speak I, about it. I'll just say this. I actually watched the entire movie. Cannot remember <laughs> a single thing about it. I and that's why that he's happens. the number one star. <laughs> I think, I, I, when did I watch that movie? It, would you say you before COVID, during COVID? or What, The King? Yeah. That was, I think, no. in April. No, I'm saying like, when did I watch it? Well, you got to tell us. How are we well, that's what I'm saying. Do you guys want to guess when I when I watched it? Oh, two years ago. All right, so it came out in 2019. I three stars. 2019? Holy mackerel. That was a while ago. <laughs> okay, I watched this July 29th, 2020. Wow. Never. I would have guessed the summer, but two years that's wild. Uh, yeah that would have been yeah two years yeah uh Oops. i guess it takes place in the early 15th century allegedly allegedly um sure so yeah it's a huge tangent but yes he does things like that call me by your name like he's done the oh, yeah. projects yeah he's that been- too the kids got range yeah no one's denying it for sure. I think the only thing that stops him is himself if he gets his own way, own way. but uh, look forward to see what he does next. But that's Timothy Chalamet. How about another actor who is a king in his own right? Brendan Fraser, folks. He just got cast. The Renaissance. The Renaissance I continues. I that he's back. He is back in a big way. This is what back, we want. The new Batgirl movie uh, <laughs> is going to be, uh, is going to have him in it as one of the villains, at least one of the villains uh, named Firefly. It's going to be the new HBX movie starring Leslie Grace as Batgirl. What are the expectations we have for this movie? It's written by the Birds of Prey screenwriter. Keep that in mind. She wrote that movie. She's writing this one as well. Uh, Boyle, uh, I, I defer to you on all Bat-related material. What What's the vibe now? We got Brendan Fraser on board. What are we thinking? Um, You know, it's, I don't know. I mean... I'm a I'm a Brendan Fraser guy. I I think it's just like my childhood though. Like besides that, and then the classic like yeah with the fingers and stuff. You know our LCB jokes and yeah all that. No, I know exactly what he's saying. Yeah. So I mean, there's a lot of like fun with Brendan Fraser. I mean, going into a movie like this, I don't know. I mean, I haven't seen him really on the big screen in forever. I don't know what to expect. I, I, honestly, I don't really know what to expect in this DC universe at all truthfully anymore now that Snyder's going to be gone so to speak but like i just don't know what else really is going to happen and um that girl i mean this could either be really great or it could be a huge flop like every other dc movie so yeah add them to the list why not get in there brendan <laughs> i think what this just- says to, to me by casting him it's kind of like their way of being like you know what we're gonna we're not gonna paint by no- you know, paint by colors here. We're going to get Brendan Fraser in here. He was in that, that HBO max show, uh, for, uh, that it's called the that? doom Some, patrol, which doom patrol. I love. He is hilarious in that, in that so, series. Yeah, I highly I recommend it. It's kind of like their way of just being like, 
let's get let's get a little bit different. We're on HBO Max, we're on a streaming service. The stakes are a little bit different here. I'm all for it. Mark, Brendan Fraser, your guy. Excited about this move? Uh, I'm not excited about the movie, but I'm excited okay. that he's getting a role in it, if that makes sense. Makes sense. Like, um, I'm, I'm glad that he's getting more of these roles. And to me, it also lets us know right away um, that this movie is probably going to be kind of funny. Just with right. his role in Doom Patrol, which is like, you know, deals with superheroes. He's definitely part of comic relief. So I think his villain, which I don't know anything about, Firefly. No clue. I think they're going to let him uh, kind of do some comedic chops in there. But he, he, if he does well already in this, well, he does do well in this DC series already. So I think he's going to fit right in and kind of be seamless into this uh, new Batgirl movie. Again, not yeah. too excited for it. I haven't heard much about it. Right. But I'm excited that he got casted for it. Yeah, I, I'll be honest with you. When I, I, I didn't really think too much about this movie after they cast uh, who Batgirl was. Um, and then I found out who was writing it. And I kind of enjoyed Birds of Prey for how many issues I had with the movie. I was like, okay, it's different. It's out there. It's doing something that I find interesting. So then I got pretty excited about the movie. Uh, so, Boyle, final final thoughts on this? I'm No, none. <laughs> wow. Head empty. Just like, I don't know. I just, like I said, I just like, don't care. You know what I mean? Like it just isn't a, uh, it's like, all right, I'm in, I'll take it and go from there. Okay. All right. Fair enough. Uh, again, that's a uh, Batgirl starring Leslie Grace as the titular character. Batgirl. Thank you. I, I mean, well, she was in, um, in the Heights and I really liked her in, in the Heights. Um, yeah, it'll be interesting to see. I, she's uh, she could have potential. Could okay. be good. Could be a good cast. Okay, that's why I wanted to get your thoughts on it there. Um, so let's move along to a movie that you guys saw. I didn't, and I want to get your thoughts on it quickly as we wind down spooky season, which is very sad. I feel like I did not get my full spooky season movie fill this year. So it is Halloween Kills, the sequel to Halloween that came out in 2018. Not to be confused with Halloween that came out like 12 years ago starring Rob Zombie. And not to be confused with Halloween that came out in 1978. No, no, no. This is Halloween, the one that came out three years ago. Um, this is the sequel, Halloween Kills. It debuted in theaters and on Peacock about two weeks ago or so. And you guys saw it. I didn't. Do you want me to read the plot for a boil for you or, or do you think our folks will kind of know that uh, we're, we're doing plots here for this movie yeah i mean it's it's michael myers guys michael myers is back there you go that's the plot and it's uh he he's mad there you go do we need more we don't no, need more no. Didn't yeah, think i don't so. think so mark let's start with you we keep starting with boy let's start with you well what, what do we think about halloween kills oh i am glad that we are deferring to me um guys right in the title Halloween kills, right? What do we want out of this? We want Michael Myers and we want kills. Delivered. They did it. <laughs> we got everything. Well, at least I got everything that I was expecting out of this. Not much plot. Whole bunch of creative kills from our masked man. I mean, he is evil personified, right? He's slow moving, deliberate in his actions. There's not much mystery to him. We know his motives. This is what he does. He's just doing Michael Myers things. I I enjoyed this movie so much. Um, 
it did show a little bit of creativity, just showing the effect he had on the entire town um, over decades, right? Because they did the timeline jump and how people were still affected by this one guy in the one incident. I thought that was, uh, I thought that was fantastic, really, uh, just to show the trauma that all these people have carried with them and the effect it had on them as people. But again, back to the main point, Michael Myers, our guy, unrelenting evil and killing. He delivered. That's what I got to say about that movie. If you like horror and you like slashers, you'll like this one. All right. That's fair. That's see, that's what I'm looking for. I've, I've, I've heard some things and we'll get into it later with uh, some of our audience reviews, but uh, that's what I like to hear, Mark. And, you know, I, I defer to you on this one. Uh, Mark, I mean, Boyle, your thoughts on Halloween Kills. First off, Boyle, how'd you see it? Did you see it in theaters at home? I know you have Peacock access at home. So was this a home experience? I did the full Peacock experience, my brother. Full. Cock I did the out. same yeah. as, as uh, our friend Boyle. I, I Peacocked it. Yep. yep. And let me Peacock tell you. And Sons of Guns. Great. Great. Because I, I, I felt more spooked sitting on my couch at nighttime watching this than being in the theater where there's other people. I don't know. I could probably get out, but you know, in your own house, in your own little room late at night watching it. I loved it. So anyways, let's hop Great into the movie. Oil, right? yeah. Like if you heard like a, a quick little noise, you're like, Oh my God. Hey, yeah. You're like, you, hear? What, <laughs> just, what, you know, in what color did you change the light behind your TV? I didn't. Okay. You I kept it complete dark. You know why? It was, just complete dark and it's one of those like it would have been insane if his just like mask came out from the darkness in my house i just would have been like i deserve this like i did so just so the fans understand you guys know this but i watched for the first time ever the two previous movies so the original halloween i had never seen watched it and halloween 20 i mean i know of you know, I know of them and I've seen parts of things, but like, I've right. never watched the movies. So right. then I watched the 2018 one. Hence why I asked Mark in our group chat, like, Hey, would it help? Cause I do like backstories going into movies I, to me. Like it's part of the experience and I'm glad I watched them because Halloween kills comes seconds after Halloween from 2018. Like it literally doesn't, I, cause I watched them so close together too, like days apart, literally. Um, or a day. Um, I literally thought I said that multiple times, sorry, but it was so well spliced that like, it just felt, it just went right into the next one. And you're like, Oh, okay. We're still here. We're still around same characters. Nothing was recasted. It was just like kept with the flow. It's very, it's still a fast paced movie. You know, you're in and out hour 47 minutes, dude. Like, it was like really oh, well paced. I'll say I that. could tell you wanted that. I could tell you wanted that. <laughs> I just wanted to jump in. Like the pacing was great. We, I checked the timestamps like on purpose uh, during like certain scenes because I just wanted to see like exactly where we were. Um, Twenty minutes in, the ball gets rolling when it comes to the carnage, and it just it's nonstop from there. Yeah. I I loved it. Great pacing. Great. It, it, exactly, Mark, and and that's. That's my point. The pacing's good. I felt you kind of just, you're right back into it. The killing, the murders and the, he's just amazing. I just like, it's really, it just was (laughs) nuts. Like he just is just ruthless. 
And you know what I did appreciate about this movie? I will say for the first time watching all three, Halloween 18 did have this like little esque to it, but you know, more for this movie. It felt real. People's fighting felt real. The actions that occurred seemed real. Nothing was like the, like, you know, from the original one, it was like, ah, you know, and somebody just like literally watched himself die. Like people were trying to fight him and hurt him and kill him. And dude, he just keeps swinging. I mean, like there's no other way. This guy is unstoppable. And you just look at him and you honestly stop him. You dude. And I'm not going to lie, Mark. It was the last, like this, the last scene that I was just like, he looks scary. Like the final scene when you've just now you've, you've been immersed in him just getting fighting and all this stuff. You'll see it when you see it. But just to see his mask and what he's in, and he's still just like, he's covered in blood. His mask is burned. You're just like, dude, I would not want to fight this guy. <laughs> like, no, absolutely not. And then it was amazing. Too. Like, if he wants you dead, you're dead. He never runs. Yeah. He just walks. Everybody runs away. They get cars. They try to get away. It doesn't matter. He shows up. You're dead. Yeah. It's crazy. It he, just, and it's, I was talking it's, about uh, this with some people. I, he might be like the greatest. I know it's obviously it's in the title too, but he is like the greatest like Halloween, like non-monster monster of all time. He is. Yeah. Like, what, yeah. what are you going to do? He just, you can't stop him. No. He's, and he's evil personified. It's just, yeah, it's I mean, he's just, and like you said, he's not fighting with a gun. He's literally just coming at you with his hands and a knife. And that's the cool part is you see so many like hand, hand murders to like the guy and he takes, just as much as a fight he's not always winning it just and like mark said then you're going back in time to parts it just i really thought they did a good job um and you can kind of now see how these movies got like ordered out for the next you know i know there's two more after this or whatever but um i'll say something else off air because i don't want to spoil anything and mark and i will talk about the end and um overall good this is a good movie this is worth your time. And in my case was well worth anyone else who hasn't done this. Go watch the whole series. Go watch those three right in our order. It was so much fun. I was spooked out. I had a great like couple nights of movies. It was great. It was awesome. Yeah. I, um, my grading also, I gave it a good, this is a good movie from my perspective because um, it met my expectations. I gave it four out of five stars. Um, just an absolute slash fest. So jacked up. Now, if you're not yeah. a horror fan and you're not a gore fan, please don't watch this. But if you are, if you like spooky season, wow. Yeah. Delivered. I, I, and the, my last comments with giving it my eight out of tens, very similar to Mark, um, is that a soft eight, though. I'll give it that. It was it was a great flick, but just in the way we usually rank things, this is just a nice eight. It's right there. It deserves it. It was a slash, just a thriller slasher. It's just amazing. Um I will appreciate that I think is probably a big discussion that Jamie Lee Curtis, I would not say is the main character in this movie. I love that. They really didn't feature that much. No, it was everyone. I loved that about this movie for the first time in the, you know, in the three so far, this one was really everyone else versus him which was such a unique concept because, you know, they still talk about how it's really just him tied to her and all this stuff. But like for the first time, 
it was really like the town versus him and then the town versus themselves and then him versus everyone. And I'll just leave it at that. So just roll us. If you haven't go do them, do them all, man. Yeah. Well, I'm, 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 Thinking I'm gonna finally uh, take the plunge and get Peacock Premium. Although shout out to uh, our guys at Dual Redundancy. Uh, poor Kyle, who's a big, um, uh, big soccer fan, and, and obviously Premier League is on Peacock, and it's just by all accounts watching sports on there is terrible. I mean, during the Olympics, watching stuff on there was interesting because you couldn't quite watch games. It was like you could watch like I think you could, I think you could watch games on there, but it was like the gold zone and the time difference was just so thrown off. So. Um, I know that uh, some people have their issues with Peacock. Personally, I enjoy it. I watch uh, some of the pro football talk stuff on there. I watch an occasional movie on there with ads. Uh, finally ready to, to make the plunge, get it for real, check this movie out. I think this might be my first movie with it. So uh, you guys got me all jacked up to watch it. So I'm pretty excited. Nice. Yeah. Now, Love that. a movie that was actually in theaters only was No Time to Die, the new James Bond movie. We saw that in IMAX a few weeks ago and fellas. We actually got to enjoy that together as an experience. Uh, so now for people who've listened to the show for a while, they'll remember that last year we watched all the, um, well, we didn't even come Most. close. We watched, we watched a lot of James Bond movies. We watched a lot of the old ones and we went in order too, which was a lot, actually a lot of fun. Um, so this was actually the end of a chapter of James Bond movies. Of course, the one starring Daniel Craig. This was his last one. Um, the plot for this one quickly, if really a James Bond movie needs a plot, James Bond has left act- active service. His peace is short-lived when Felix Leiter, an old friend from the CIA, turns up asking for help, leading Bond onto the trail of a mysterious villain armed with dangerous new technology. Uh, and this was directed by Kerry Joji Fukunaga, who you might remember as someone who directed True Detective Season 1 or some parts of True Detective Season 1. Um, you know, they've directed actually quite a uh, quite a few things, actually. Um Beast of No Nation, Sinombre. Uh, he was a writer for It. So, you know, he's got some clout there. Daniel Craig uh, is in this movie. Rami Malik is the bad Ana de Armas. Leah Sedu, Ralph uh, Fiennes. Uh, a lot of great people. Shout out to my guy who played Felix there, Jeffrey Wright, Christoph Waltz. Uh, so this is all the details you need to know for this movie. It's got some people from the previous Bond movies. Um, I'll just give my quick thoughts, uh, you know, just to- Please do. Yeah, just keep it rolling. You know, it's been like two weeks since we've seen this movie, I think, or so. Maybe I can't keep track. And um, it's one of those things where at the time I felt this and I felt like this since then, just just very enjoyable in a big screen sense. I don't think this has the staying power of a Skyfall that I think will have a cultural impact for years to come. I think really all the things that stick out to me about this movie were – Really, the ending, which I won't give away, but stuff that you saw in the trailer. I mean, because you can't help it. This trailer was out for like, what, two years, three years? I mean, this <laughs> we've been waiting for this movie for a year and a half, you know? Uh, so really, the things that stick out to me really are the trailer. Uh, I really like the chemistry between Daniel Craig and, and Ana de Armas, which we all remember from Knives Out. And here they are in a James Bond movie, uh, which I think is just so funny because we see them in Knives Out. And then here they are in this big uh, movie, which I thought was really fun. I really like that. I liked... The big set pieces in IMAX, uh, but it just, it just, this movie felt like it lacked a certain something. Um, I enjoyed the action scenes. I enjoyed Daniel Craig. I, even though some people have their problems with the um, chemistry between, you know, or the, not really the chemistry, the storyline between him and Madeline, I like that kind of stuff. I, I do. 
Um, but to me, just at the end of the day, this movie was just so long. It, it finally picked up in the second half, but the buildup, oh boy, it took forever to get there. So ultimately, at the end of the, at the, end of the day, this movie for me was a, a six out of 10. I, I'm not going to recommend people really run out to go see it unless they're a big Bond fan, a huge Bond fan. Um, I don't think this will have the crossover appeal like a Skyfall did. So yeah, just a six out of 10 for me. Boyle, no time to die. Um, I, you brought up a lot of good points that I thought this is a movie that has been weirdly um, just sitting with me since we watched it because similarly, I felt it lacked something that normal Bond movies have. And this seemed like a desperate Bond, I guess, part of the problem. Like it, it was like, you know, he wanted to get out and he was out, but then he wanted to go back in just for nothing. It just was stupid. And then he's like, just so sad the whole time. And, you know, everyone has the hypothesis that he's obviously going to die and they're going to write him off in this one because they casted a new woman to be the next James Bond or not James Bond, but 007. Like it just is, um, it seems so planned. Like, just don't tell us you're going to kill him off. I don't know. I mean, and the other thing is, is like you said, we waited three years for that. You know, like that's the other problem, man. You could have released this and given us at home. And that's going to be a huge game changer with some of these movies going to be coming out uh, because it, it, you know, it's almost like a letdown, but it's not a letdown because we, you know, like you said, there's parts of it. I enjoyed the second half definitely was way better than the first half. Um, and it just felt like it was leading up to something for them to just be like, Oh, Oh, okay. Shed, you know, shed my left here, um, which they could have done it almost more justice, I guess. Like if that makes sense, I don't know. I don't know. Uh, it was, it was a strange movie and I've just been, I feel like I'm actually intrigued to watch it again because maybe I'm missing something like maybe it'll click better the second time, or maybe it'll be like, nah, you're right. This isn't a great flick, you know? And like you said, it definitely is not as good as some of the, the OG bonds and stuff that we saw this, this bond movie is definitely different from every bond movie. I feel like you've ever seen. I don't know. Just the feeling I've had, but Mark, what do you think? Uh, can I just make I'm, one point? I'm Real not quick. with you guys at all, but okay. Yeah. Rojas. Yeah. Hit it. I just want to make one quick point about uh, what Boyle, two things, Boyle, you know, Amazon did buy the rights to James Bond and that IP. So the odds of us seeing stuff at home, very likely, I think, over the next decade. One thing I want to quickly point out, though, about the whole, like, we waited for that. The reason why we did is because that family knows that James Bond is like one of the biggest box office draws worldwide. This movie has made $525 million already in theaters. So yeah. That's why they waited that long because they knew that they could make that money at the box office. So I just want to point that out because you're right. Like I yeah. think you and I personally, like, uh, like uh, pe there are huge Bond fans. Like when we went to the theater, it was an older crowd. There is a there's a huge contingent of people who are Bond fans. This is like a generational fan fandom thing. I don't know if that I don't know what the next twenty years of Bond looks like, but I don't think it continues to be a huge box office draw. I think they do bring it to streaming platforms because I don't I don't know, but I don't know. I don't know. We've done it so many times. Yeah. Mark, take, uh, a, take a break. Yeah, <laughs> yeah exactly. You Bond. guys are looking at this movie completely wrong. Total wrong way. You know what this was? 
This was the Derek Jeter retirement tour. <laughs> he told everybody he's done. So then he goes around to every stadium and they're going to give him gifts and he's going to say the old lines and we're all going to be like, oh, look, he did it. He's going to have a couple clutch moments, but he's not the same that he used to be. And you know what? I like it. A nice little send-off. Daniel Craig was a polarizing bond, right? We all knew it was the last one going in, which annoyed Boyle, which I understand. He wants some mystery going into it. That's fine. The movie itself. The plot, like, I don't know. It just seemed, like, so ridiculous, even for a Bond movie. And I don't like Rami Malek. I've said it a million times on this pod. I don't like him. So, like, him as the villain... I don't like him either. I thought his character was stupid. Like, I just didn't get it. I didn't like, so that like kind of takes me out. I was way more into the family drama. Like Rojas was saying, like, you like that kind of stuff. I kind of like that with Bond. It's like, I was conflicted. Like you're a 007, so you can't have a family, but then he wanted the family. So he's out, but then they pull him back in. Uh, I thought the movie was, as I said in the beginning, just to put a nice little bonus. It's the Derek Jeter retirement tour. It's not great. One of your guys is, you know, leaving and you're trying to come to terms with saying goodbye. And I thought they did it in a really nice way. They sent him off the way they did. And I think if you are like a real, you know, kind of like bond, the character person, not like Daniel Craig's bond, but like the old school tied in, like just kind of like how bond is, they gave us a nostalgia tour. So I, I mean, I liked it, but I didn't love it. And also the pacing, it felt like two separate movies. So very long. Yeah. I think, I think me and Roz both were dozing in the first act. And I remember I looked over at you and I, I, I don't know. I could have totally, did you like, like say like, you got this bud or something? Like, did you like yeah, egg I, me I on? Okay. Cause I, I was something. like, yeah. <laughs> oh, you did Mark? Cause I don't remember. Cause I fell asleep. Uh, in the yeah, middle of the movie. I, think like, I, I, I saw a boy like teetering and I was like, Hey, you got this, bud? Like, oh, yeah. I, I actually was actually falling forward in my seat and catching myself. It, that's how much I was falling asleep. Mark brought up one of the, and maybe that's one of the biggest things about the movie. That's was the problem to me is, is Rami Malek. And we had our concerns. He just isn't good. Stop putting him in stuff like this. <laughs> I, I so want Rami Malek to be a good actor in Same. movies. I really do. It just doesn't work. It doesn't work. And I, I, I feel like five years ago, I would have tried to convince myself like, no, 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 he was as good as the bad guy in this movie. Like, I don't know if it was him. I don't know if it was the writing for that character. I just wasn't feeling it. I really wasn't. So. No, I, I, I'm with you guys. That was just one of my biggest complaints. I don't know what his villain was supposed to be. Like, yeah. Was he supposed to be like, slow calculating methodical and like that makes him spooky or whatever just he was weird it didn't seem like he had a central theme he was all over the place weird but not like an interesting not no in interesting way but mark you made a great point this is the daniel craig Derek jeter retirement tour it really was like yeah. it was great to see bond here we are in 2021 we had daniel craig in 2006 being james bond here we are in 2021 as uh grown adults seeing him and it just felt right you know like there's something to be said about consistency in, in the box office over, you know, 15 years, knowing like there's Daniel Craig, there's Bond, you know? Okay. So I, I give this one a six out of 10. Boyle. I'm also giving it a six out of 10. I'm giving okay. it the softest seven I've ever given. Nice. <laughs> like, a, like an overcooked noodle. Yeah. It just, like guys, it, I, 
I don't like it when you when you want to send off a character like the way they did, but I kind of enjoy the way that they did this one. Like I didn't like how they how Derek Jeter started that trend. Where it's like, hey, I'm yeah. retiring at the end of the season, season, so everyone has to like bow down to me. Bow down, yeah. For the for the entire regular season or whatever. Yep, they kind exactly. of did this with Daniel Craig, but I didn't hate it because it's a movie and not sports. Soft, soft seven. <laughs> soft. F-A-W-F-T, soft. <laughs> All right. Well, there you go. There you have it. There's the uh, scores for us. So that'll just about do it for part one of this week's episode. Uh, we recapped No Time to Die. Uh, if you want it, spoils for you. Or if you already saw No Time to Die, listen to Boyle's bonus episode at the end of, uh, well, it's going to be in its own separate thing. So check our feed for that. Uh, we also talked about Halloween Kills. Let us know if you saw either, either of those movies. Let us know what you think about Timothy Chalamet. Love him, hate him, think somewhere in the middle. You let us know. But we'll see you in part two where we talk about Dune and we do our good, bad watchable. Until next time, we'll see you. Nice.